Yo, family. Yo, what's good, bro? Good, 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 good. All right. Welcome back to the CTV podcast. I'm your host, DB. I'm your host, Ewan, a.k.a. The Real PM. Sure, sure, sure. Anyways, Mm -hmm. let's get this week's episode started. Let's get started, bro. Alright, so as most of us have seen on social media, due to the lovely um documenting of Mrs. Claire <laughs> underscore four one nine, there was a block party earlier this week in in Brixton, which ended up becoming a madness from what went left, went <laughs> shit went left, went completely left. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing in it, but it's just fine. Man, it went left with no, no indication, fam. Would have failed a driving list. I've seen bare snaps of it. Everything looked blessed, and then boom, just went left. No, car. Next week, you know. me, I was I, I was uh, out that day, you know. Had a day off work, so mm-hmm. I was out, and I was seeing our snap. One of our one of our our friends was there. I was like, oh, mm. the block party recent. Obviously, social distancing is is not is a thing of the past these days. You feel me? So, mm. normal stuff. Look, party, calm. I was like, rah. And then I get home after my long day, and whatnot. Go sleep, and I wake up the next morning. And all I'm seeing is just it's just madness on the TL. Like I'm I'm seeing all this thing about Claire for one nine, and I'm like, what's going on? Like I'm confused. And then <laughs> obviously, I look deeper into it, and I'm seeing. Feds are getting chased out of Bricky now. I'm seeing <laughs> Fed cars being stamped on. I'm seeing tables being taken. I'm seeing <laughs> <laughs> turned into weapons or whatnot. I'm seeing Mandem being stabbed and whatnot. Real. There was so much going on. I didn't. I couldn't process. There were so many different stories going on at one time within the block party. Like. I didn't know where to begin. Like, first it was some guy got stabbed, and he was fight and he was fighting off some people. Then the feds were running away. Then people started licking the fed cars, the bully vans, or whatnot. I was just, I was just confused. <laughs> I was just confused. Cause, yeah, I saw it on our friend's story. You know, I seen it on a couple other stories. I saw it on M twenty four story. Everything looked calm. Looked blessed. Normal block party. No more it. Then boom, <laughs> man's waking up seeing this madness. No, I do not condone any actions which occurred that night. Like, I don't know why people are riding out for a block party. Like, really and truly, it's Corona times. Yeah, if the feds come and tell you to disperse, just go. Home. You you might already enjoy it. Like, go home in it. Like, yeah, go home, man. You're forcing, you're forcing it. it. So I yeah. don't know why these men were were busting up the cars and chasing the feds out like like it was some dystopia. You feel me? Like, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if they got if they were inspired by the riots in Atlanta in Atlanta last month, not last month, sorry, early in the month or whatnot. And they were trying to 
recreate or something, but <laughs> I don't know. They're moving like it was a purge or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what these men were drinking. As we said before, people need to have shame in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So God, if you if you were to show their parents their antics of that night. <laughs> Some people will get be getting shipped once they'll get shipped. once planes are running <laughs> properly again. Niggas will be getting shipped. They'll be holding licks, man. If little throwback to when they were ten or whatnot, like what? Their parents would go mad. Like, come on. You should when you step out the house, you should conduct yourself in a way in which if your parents were to see how you um how you're conducting yourself on a day to day basis, they wouldn't be embarrassed. However, we have we have to think about it in another um, perspective as well because yeah. certain things certain standards that immigrant parents have are just unrealistic in the environment that they brought us up in from yeah so okay, there are going to be things which we do which we find as normal which they, which they normal. would see as shameful you feel me <laughs> yeah like, true what, what would be one obviously me and you <laughs> we are very much so inactive on this uh this path, this virgin, purely virgin lifestyle, you know what I mean? So <laughs> oh, yeah. For others, they're out there clapping as many cheeks as they can. But they couldn't tell their parents that because that would bring so much yeah. shame to the family. But that one yeah. within the culture that we've been brought up in, like not just obviously the culture that's at home, the culture which is around us. That's normal. Yeah. Clapping cheeks outside of marriage is, is a is a calm thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that's true still. But that's true. Still. But obviously these actions which you've been seeing upon social media recently, they're not actions which should be Done with any sort of pride whatsoever, like whether these moments just moving like buffoons, bro. No shame whatsoever. And then, on <laughs> top of that, we've got Madame Claire who's documenting the whole thing, coming like the hoods, David Attenborough. <laughs> she did her thing still, Again. I can't lie. <laughs> her, her recording skills were better than Pac Man TV, I'll be bro, real. She came, documented it <laughs> as well as documenting it, she came with the commentary. so... Yeah, she really gave us. We trying to get us something really, from. Boom. Yeah, she gave us something. I don't know. It was probably detrimental to the people that were in the video, and I'm so I'm sure they received their repercussions. Hey, yo, due let's to be footage. real. But niggas were gonna get back regardless. Nah, <laughs> niggas are gonna get back anyway. Niggas are gonna get back anyway, but <laughs> I'm sure, like. It didn't yeah, help the, in it, like the evidence now is even more so. The evidence is everywhere. <laughs> even more so damning because I don't know what what phone Claire was was um recording on, but the quality was pretty decent. I'll be real, like what? that's what I'm saying. It was better than have you have you seen Pac-Man TV's videos, fam? Needy man, I can't lie, bro. That the, the video, the video that I've seen there was much better, bro. Like CCTV could could never. Never, like, never, but yeah. So, along with this whole nonsense which occurred, there was a sort of conversation on Twitter which was going on about 
this is going to be detrimental to the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, yeah. Which, at first, like, my first thought was, oh, yeah, you man are making us look bad, da-da-da-da-da. But, yeah. like, after more more thinking, it like, let's be real. Whether or not we behave in that manner or yeah. behave in a different manner, because for the most part, we are all relatively well-behaved. No, we, we show a high level of decorum and we're, for the most part, very polite and respectful. You, you know what I mean? So, and I would hope if, I would hope so. Anyway. Yeah, so for the most part, we're all kind of like relatively well-behaved. But that doesn't yeah. stop us from receiving racist remarks. That doesn't stop, yeah, yeah, that doesn't yeah. stop other people from being killed. You feel me? That doesn't yeah. stop us from being profiled by the, by the police. Man yeah. could be a lawyer and get profiled by the, profiled by the police. Man could be a, a drug dealer and get profiled by the police. You feel me? It doesn't yeah. really matter too tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get targeted regardless. I, I, I feel like playing devil's advocate, probably the reason why people feel as though, because I see some people say it was kind of like a own goal towards the BLM movement is because we already know there's an agenda. Yeah against black people and we know the media in particular this is why i don't i don't like watching the news anymore i stopped watching the news because i feel like the news are trying to um create racial tensions through the way through the the titles they use um the language they use etc etc i feel like they're trying to fuel racial tensions and the way we know the way they, they portray black people is I'll go as far, maybe not this time, but in the past has been barbaric, barbaric at times. They've made us out to be just thugs and criminals, and I feel as though the reason people said, "Oh, this wasn't good for the Black Lives Matter movement," is because we're giving, we're feeding into the narrative that um, the media have manufactured. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, definitely. We're we're giving them. Um, What's it called? We're giving them fuel for the fire, bro. Something, pardon. We're giving them fuel for the fire. Definitely. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're adding fuel to the fire. Like we already know. We, I feel like as black people, we've all been raised um, with our parents telling us that because of our skin color, there's certain things, and the way we move in life has to be a certain way. Yeah, we can't just like every race has their own I mean white people have their illegal raves in warehouses like you know every race every race sorry has those kind of seemingly ghetto events in quotation marks. Yeah, yeah. However because there's an agenda against us we just have to move very careful in life in general. We can't we can't move the same as white people. I'm sure I mean there was an illegal rave in Manchester but the coverage wasn't the same. Bro, the illegal rave in Manchester, there was there was madness. I'm hearing people, people got stabbed, people died, people got raped, bro, in that illegal rave in Manchester. To get what I'm trying to say, but ask many people about it, they wouldn't know too tough what happened. Yeah, you me? Yeah, but um, I get what you're saying. It's whether even if the part, even if the block party didn't descend into chaos and whatnot. Pretty Patel to come out and still open her mouth either way. 
the media would have come out because remember Halsden, the Church Road block part, the Church Road block party. Yeah. They still spoke about that one. That one, I don't think anything broke out. Everything was blessed with that one, but they still um, criticized it. Da, 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 da. Okay, fair enough. We're in a we're in a pandemic and whatnot. Da, da, da. Well, whatever you think of it, but we are in a pandemic. So, yeah, they probably still would have come out, but we just, like you said, added fuel to the fire, and I feel like it's just going to obscure the BLM movement and give more, unfortunately, it's just going to give more ammunition um, to the opposing side. I'll be real. That's the reality. With the media and with the current political parties which are in power, it really benefits them to have racial tension. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For Donald Trump, it, it benefits him greatly for mm-hmm. racial tension to be to be occurring because for the most part he he wants to um what's it called? Tap into those people who are angry about immigrants and, it's, and it's, black people, you feel me? It's like I I I've... I mean, Trump is a bad man. I don't want to compare... The man I'm comparing to him is 10 times worse, but it's like um, Nazi Germany. That's how Hitler got to power because he created racial tensions between the nationalists, the proud Germans and whatnot, the far right and the Jewish people that were living in Germany. Yeah. And that tension... He was he used that tension to galvanize the party because like we spoke about, I think it was was it last episode or no, the episode before about pay, um people that are patriotic and whatnot. Yeah. Those people feed of um racial tension. And people like Trump and whatnot, they're able to galvanate the far right and the middle class and whatnot. And they benefit from that. It's definitely much easier to create support and get a team together when you have an us versus them narrative. People are more likely to support Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Both, to be fair, both sides do it. Both sides. Yeah, definitely. Every side. Yeah, well, yeah. Both sides do it. Right now, there's a lot of tribalism in, in, a, in, in a country where it's majority white. If, if you're yeah. going to antagonize white people, they're going to jump onto the whole flipping us versus them. That, that's what he did in the 2016 election. It was a us versus the Mexicans. It was the Mexicans are cut. They've come into our country. They've ruined it. They've um, flooded our streets with drugs. They raped our our citizens. Da, 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 make America great again. Us versus them. Build a war. Da, da, like is it is a very is a, a very resourceful tactic. Yeah, yeah. And it does generate votes, unfortunately. Even now, that us versus them. Like, it's a thing where, so, on that side, they're going to antagonise the black people or what they call the, the protesters and the looters and blah, 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 blah. And then on our side, it's going to be like, we're antagonising the white people and they're going to they're gonna have to pick a side and their side's not going to be our side, isn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> that's just how it's going to go, isn't it? Yeah. So, really and truly, it's going to work in his favour Boris's favour as well as Trump's favour for them to have racial tension going on right now and in tough times people are always going to choose the side that they know the the best you feel me yeah yeah definitely it just cause it happens every um, general election it's been happening 
it happened with Brexit. Brexit's another example. It was us versus them. It was us. It was <clears throat> the proud British people versus the immigrants and the refugees flooding our country. Da, 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 da. It's happened. It happened. It's happened in many elections, and it's gonna keep happening. Unfortunately, have you noticed the trend of current elections? Because obviously, both of us we studied A level politics, isn't it? So yeah, we we there's obviously parts where we have to look at voter behavior. And yeah, in the last like four or five elections, the results have been very inconclusive. Obviously, they come out of a clear winner because it's obviously first past the post. Whoever gets the most votes wins. But yeah. in terms of percentages, they're so they're well. So... Well, are we including? Are we including? Wait, no, sorry, go on. In terms of percentages, they've re- they've been really quite close for the most part. But oh, between the parties, yeah, yeah. by you including the the last one, the twenty nineteen one, because that was a landslide nah, for no, the conservatives. No, no. Yeah, but before before that, um, I would say the twenty seventeen one. I think the reason why it was a hung parliament was because there was a there was a lot of factors. I feel like there was I think there was a terrorist attack that year. There was and most importantly, there was Grenfell that year. Yeah. And I think the way Theresa May dealt with Grenfell was an absolute disgrace. Yeah. I think that created um, a back opening for Jeremy Corbyn. I think there was a lot of young voters and in, and enthusiasts that got involved with that election and pushed pushed for Corbyn to get um his share of the votes and that's why that one I feel like um, went that now way. with with the so obviously there was a landslide in what year was it when what's his name Tony Blair came into. Uh, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, there was a there was basically a landslide then. Yeah, he he crushed. Yeah, he, yeah, he <laughs> got rid of my man. What's his name? John Major. Yeah, he was, uh, but he was whack. He was whack. Anyway. He was he was just whack. He, like, was just, he wasn't rated. Like, his dry bread. Um, <laughs> just like he was he was boring. Isn't it? Like no one really rated. He was just boring. Like he had nothing. And then Tony Blair at the time was like young, he was young, um, clear vision. But what? Why he got a landslide was because he appealed to both sides because he had the social justice policies of a typical Labour leader, whatnot, and kept that side of socialism. Yeah, but he still believed in capitalism and that kind of appeal to the middle class and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very right side of the of he was a right sided left winger. Yeah, it was a thing where like. New Labour obviously tried to appeal to the to the middle class as well. Yeah, and they did they did that very well, obviously, up until the financial crisis, which yeah. then ended up creating another sort of landslide because no one was trying to trust Labour at the time. Mm. But mm. then elections after that were so like what's the word? It wasn't like a confident ending to be honest in the, in the elections. So there was the the coalition. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a coalition, obviously. Then there was the 2015 one, where conservatives did they did all right. I don't think it was a landslide, but it was they got a majority in 2015. And then we can kind of include Brexit as well in this kind of vote. And what then Brexit participation thing. Yeah, was was it like 51, 48 or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Very close, very close. But just deep it. Basically, yeah. half the country said no. 
and just over after when she said yes. But mm. because of the way the voting system works, that the extra four percent really hurt. Yeah, leave the EU in it. But man's over, man's over that now. To be honest, like we out, we yeah. got hold that. If we're that. out, it is what it is. Hold that in it. Yeah, but yeah, like the voting system might need reform still. I'll be real. Um, I don't know. Obviously, there's I can't remember a lot of the alternative systems. Obviously, there's um, PR. Yeah. Um. Um, proportional representation for people that who don't know what that stands for. Um, what else? Um, I can't remember at the moment. First, I suppose PR. Yeah, yeah. there was SV certain single SV. I know. I remember the, like the SVs. Um, this ugh, might have to clarify next episode. Yeah, definitely, might, definitely. Might have to find the but, find the A level books and whatnot. But I can't remember it too tough. After learning A level. Did we all not come to the conclusion that first past the post is ineffective in today's day and age? Yeah, but I feel like the problem, the problem at the moment with first past the post is the alternative to it. Yeah, yeah. because there was there, because there was a referendum on changing when the coalition were in. Yeah, but always yeah, were I, active like that. Let's be real. Participation in, in voting was was low then. Yeah, it was very low. The turnout was low. That's what I'm saying. So people, people, people yeah. aren't really um, focused on those sort of issues because most people are uninformed of how voting systems work. That's why I get frustrated when elections come up because when people are like, yeah, I'm going to vote for Jeremy Corbyn. No, you're not voting for Jeremy Corbyn. You're voting for your local MP. Yeah. And people need to educate themselves Um in terms of their con- their constituency, and is it a conservative stronghold? Is it a Labour stronghold? Is it one that can go both ways? Like, is it a Lib Dem one? Like, people need to educate themselves because people. It really irks me when I hear people saying, "Yeah, oh yeah, I'm going to the ballot box today to to vote for Jeremy Corbyn." No, you're not. You're not voting for Jeremy, no. Jeremy Corbyn. My In guy. reality, that's not what you're doing. But essentially, that's what you're doing because it... essentially, that's what you're doing. But in reality, that's not what you're like. Most people don't know that ju- they are just voting for their local MP. Yeah, because Jeremy Corbyn can really get kicked out by his party. And yeah, so people don't understand that because when Theresa May took over for David Cameron, people were complaining saying we didn't vote for her. But you didn't vote for her anyway because you, you vote for your local MP and it's the yeah. Conservative Party won. They're, they're, the head of the, of the Conservative Party at that time is the person who will become Prime Minister. That person can change at any yeah. time. You feel me? Yeah. That's what people don't understand. I am very glad I did learn politics at A-level. Well, I do think it was a very important thing for me to learn. Yeah, no, definitely. No, definitely. Like, Regardless of the technicalities and whatnot, it's 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 very like, I feel like going forward in life in general, I feel like just better educated yeah. in terms of politics in general, world politics and whatnot, elections, turnouts, different voting systems, like it's very important. I feel. No, for me, uh, I did really enjoy the course. However, mm-hmm. I'm a man who doesn't like essays too tough, you feel me? And politics is just essays. <laughs> I'm the opposite. Um, 
I like, I want to say, let me not drag it, let me not drag it and say, I like, I like essays. No, do you know what it is, yeah? No, do you know what it is? I do like writing essays, but I actually like writing them, like, with a pen and viral. I don't like typing. I don't, I don't like this uni thing. This uni thing with the referencing and all of this is yeah, long. References but I, I, I did three essay-based subjects, basically five essay-based essay subjects in at A-level, so man was really just doing I've just been doing the essay thing there. So I'm used to it. Well, I, think I, I don't mind writing. In regards to essays, I've probably written about two or three in my course. Because we haven't had much of like my I feel like my course this year has been like mad, it's been smooth. Like it's been quite easy, to be honest. To, to be fair, mine was alright, but I used to get annoyed. No, I was actually the opposite. I used to get annoyed when they would set us work here, but it wasn't an essay like they'll give us like a but say write a eight hundred word blog post. I'm like, shut up. just give man an essay, like all this trying to be too cute and clever, like shut up, man. Just give man a straight essay question, boom, like just being very clever and cute about it. Oh, little blog post, da 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 da, eight hundred something. Just give me an essay. No, it's, it's a thing where formatting. Obviously, I've I've got maths modules in it, so two mm. of my modules were maths, and then two of them were essentially writing modules in it and one of them was largely based on group work so man only had to do a little 200 300 words on that bit and then the other one which was which was largely um what's it called writing like maybe a thousand mm-hmm. words plus you know? mm-hmm. obviously that was for first semester and second semester it was the same thing again so yeah wasn't not nothing too deep you feel me yeah, yeah, yeah. no that sounds that sounds alright. Still, the people that my friends from school that did economics A level, they they hated it, it. But it was a thing where both my sisters did it. So from young, my parents deterred me and were like, "Do something a bit different in it." Mm-hmm. So I didn't go down that route. But and maths, maths makes me angry. Uh, <laughs> no, I really do like maths because I like it's too ob- I do, it's too objective. No, I like me. definitive answers. You feel me? Nah, you see, that's why I see that's where me and you differ. I like subjectiveness and the the possibility of different answers. Like maths is just you don't get the right answer. Like it's just it's bare frustrating. But I, I thought it was algebra though. I was very I was very good at algebra. That was one. Yeah, algebra's lit still. It's lit. I was very good at algebra. Well, let's get back onto track. Let's talk about the sadness which happened um early this week. <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't want to say it because I, I don't. I don't want it to, to be real. You feel me? What oh, Liverpool winning the league? Just disgusting to, to even say, bro. Don't say it again. Disgusting. I mean, nah. To be fair, yeah, man, I have to congratulate them, Carl. Mm. I mean, night. They got ninety. They had ninety-seven points last season. They're probably gonna break every record, more or less every record this season. Like, they. It's been coming in. Like. Don't get me wrong, I I don't like Liverpool whatsoever. Like, I feel like for me, I hate Tottenham the most, and then probably Liverpool after. Bro, do you know what it is for me? Yeah, the hate. Obviously, I'm a Man United fan, so our rivals is obviously City. Yeah, but the hate I have for Liverpool. I say Liverpool bigger rivals. I'm saying the hate I have for Liverpool is different, bro. Yeah, 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 the hate you have for the city is just because city got good recently, isn't it? Before that, before the money, 
and that and that all that Arab money. It wasn't. They're just like your little boys. Small really. boys, bro. They're just little boys, in it. Give them a little smack on the head or whatnot, bro. But Liverpool, the hate I have Liverpool is different, like. <sighs> and them man, I just I don't know how to explain it, but they are the most. Their legends have the biggest egos. Is actually Graham Sooners is actually embarrassing. Like I was listening, I was obviously they had the little when they won the league. Sky Sports did a little little special, and he was there. The man was just talking about his team in the ninety eight. I said, Graham, shut up! Like no one cares, Graham. Like every day on Sky Sports, oh the midfield plays in my day. Like no one gives a shit, man. No one knows you. Man knows you as a Sky a Sky Sports pundit, and you're just chatting bears about your day. And then Kenny Dalglish, man. See the you see Kenny Dalglish. Yeah. This same guy that sent the Liverpool players out with we support Suarez when he racially abused Evra. But uh, I'll never see that that's what even my hate increased from when from when that man were was supporting Suarez on a on a G thing and he racially abused my my guy Evra, you feel me? Nah nah the mm. hate was even increased, intensified. But mm. it's a thing where Liverpool, yeah. They always this has been a long time coming for them to win a league title. Yeah, they've been building and building, and, and the pressure on the other couple of teams in the top six has been crazy. They've been pressuring us yeah. for a minute. Yeah, but it's just like to actually, for them to actually win a league, just like uh, because they're fans. <laughs> yeah, I actually I hate Liverpool fans with my. They're they're never gonna stop talking yeah. about it, fam. Them are still talking about 05 when they won the fucking Champions. Yeah, league. can you imagine? Then I made a whole film about it. 15, 15 years ago, you're talking about achievement you made 15 years ago, bro. Obviously, it was a big achievement for you doing Champions League. Like you've, made, you've won the most Champions Leagues out of all English clubs, but that's what we did 15 years ago. What have you been doing these days, bro? And it's, it's still been what what hurts, they have been on, we had, they had come close on two particular occasions, I remember. Um, But, for them to actually go through and do it, it, it hurts. All I can say is that at least, at least it's been a, their celebrations are going to be diluted because of what's going on. That's the only positive I can say. Obviously, it's not a positive that there's a pandemic going on, but <laughs> that's all I can say. But I bet, the, like I said, I bet the streets of Liverpool are jumpy right now, bro. Football has been mad different since Fergie left. I'll be real. You think? No, deep how the Premier League was set up before then, and deep it now. I don't think I don't think it was set up anything. I don't, no, look at the table. I just think Manchester United were just the dominant force. Like Manchester United were just the dominant force. That's the difference. Well, you, you think if Fergie was was managing that, you think Leicester could win the league? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's true, that's <laughs> you think true. man like Wolves can be promoted and come and come in top six? When Fergie's okay, doing no, it? I don't know about the Wolves. No, 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 I don't know about the Wolves one. I feel like because deep it Wolves. Like them being top six, if Fergie was still here, Man United were first. I don't feel like. I feel like I don't feel like the parallel. I don't see the connection, the um, correlation. No, but uh, the correlation is that the league has become so competitive. No, I feel like mm, no, because I do feel like there's been Villa were good for hot. Like they did the little Wolves team. I don't know about that because deep at Man City. Chelsea, Man City and Chelsea in particular became big teams whilst Fergie was still manager of Man United. But those 
Mm, I can hear, I can hear you on that point, bro. But I don't think it's a thing where niggas were coming from from the league below and then coming and winning leagues like that. Yeah, no, the Leicester one was just everyone was just shit that year. That's what I can say. Everyone was shit. Everyone was just dog crap that year. Even I think Chelsea finished. Even the year. managers, there's not, there's not, there's not all the managers who were there. They basically all changed since my man left. From Ferg, from Fergie's time. Yeah, they're basically all of them are gone. I feel like the pressures of management, because of the money involved in football, the pressures of management is just so high where a season or two without any silverware, you're gone. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Unless you're a certain team. If for a club like Chelsea, the way we're built and whatnot, we're structured, we're a club that's based on winning. So the patience level is very low. As we've seen, obviously with Lampard at the moment, we hope there'll be a, be a bit more patience. But I feel like with Ferg, I don't know. I feel like with Ferg, you obviously the most obvious difference was that Man United fell off. Bro, football, I think you're football coming, has been pain I, for me for the last seven years, bro. I think you're coming back, but you you, you still fall. No, but deep it like every. Every time a new manager comes in, it's like, oh yeah, we're coming back a little bit, and then it just goes. To, no, goes, but goes what, I feel like with I feel like with Oli, he's a Man United man, though. Like, I do feel, and I I, I have a sneaky suspicion like Fergie's. In, I, I think no, I don't think he's whack. I think I have a sneaky suspicion Fergie's in his ear as well. I think probably no. I think I think Man United. You got some good players. You're linked with some good players. I I wouldn't be so down. No, but but um, deep like deep the players that you left us with. Yeah, no, I can't lie. Fergie did you dirty? I, I if I was a Man United fan, my feeling would be that he, that if he knew that was going to be his last season, he should have gone bigger in the transfer market. No, 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 the no. Season no. before deep the the players he left us with are the players you won the league with. How the next the, the no, next season? No, but. Mm-hmm. That team, he even said himself that that was the worst Man United team he's won a league with. That apart from Van Persie, Rooney, Ferdinand Village were at the end. Ever was basically at the end of his career. Like those two were at the end. Who was in your midfield that year? Fuck, I'm trying to think. I think it was Carrick, Giggs and Skulls were at the end. Like Yakagawa, yeah, uh, we, we had a team full of old men, bro. Nanny Welbeck, like he he didn't. I mean, I think he bought Zaha, but obviously that didn't work out on the minds. But now I feel like Fergie should have definitely gone harder in the mark. If he knew he was leaving, and knowing Fergie as a person, I would have thought he would have gone harder in the market before, oh, or he would have stayed one more season to bring in a few more players. And then leave Moyes with a better team. No, nah, I'm just, what I'm saying is, he's a manager who can win a te- who can win a league with seemingly old and kind of decent players. You feel me? Yeah. The, the managers that I'm seeing these, they think they have to bring in the best players to win a league. Like, I disagree. I disagree. I think I look at Liverpool's midfield, and sometimes I'm like. How have they won the league with this midfield? Okay, but look, but look at look, look at the front the front three. The front three are okay. You're saying look at the front three. Cool. The front three are world class now. Salah was a Chelsea reject a couple of years ago. Mane okay. Mane was has always been good. He was good at Southampton. 
and Firmino was some some Brazilian brother from Hoffenheim in Germany. No, but so they weren't. No, but they they've he's improved them. Yeah, you can improve players definitely. No, but they weren't well. But my point is, they weren't what he didn't. They weren't well. Salah had, like, had always been. He's always been lit. I'll be real. From from when he was playing at, at Basel and Chelsea wanted him, he was, no, he, he was cold. No, but no, no, no. But there's being lit, and there's the level he's on now. They're obviously going to be improving in players. He, he's not like he was. No, he but he's, he's improvement's been no, but his improvement's been drastic though. Like what I'm trying to say, that front three when they were bought, it wasn't a thing where, oh yeah, man's gone out and bought three world class forwards. He's bought three top forwards, but they developed season after season. That's what I'm trying to say. But the way the game is going, it just it seems like managers are always just trying to buy the world class player, like the finished product. You feel me? Nah, I disagree with that one still. Oh, see, I see how the way City's trying to buy the league. See how many youth players Chelsea and, and City have, which which are seemingly like very, very yeah, good but players. Yeah, Ch- Chelsea are playing, the, but we're, we're playing our youth players now, so you can't really use Chelsea. Like now. Man, if, if, man, if, if you might want to get in, in trouble for, for not playing youth players or just loaning them all out, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be playing them. Okay, cool, but... That's football, though. Like, <laughs> that's always. Fergie did that back in the day. Yeah, okay. He bought through young players. Yeah, but what? Man went out and splashed on Van Persie. Yeah. Man went out and splashed on on Berbatov. Man got Tevez from West Ham. Tevez was a, man was got, a young G though. No, but okay, cool. But okay, really cool, was but, a young G. But, Ronaldo was a young. They were all young Gs, bro. You all put them all through, fam. No, but you know, but you know, the difference is the crucial thing you're missing out is time. It's time. Fergie had time. He had. Man United is an institution. He was he's basically told like, bro, as long as things don't go very left, you're his here. You you can stay for as long as you want. And he did. He had time. Chelsea managers don't have time. Chelsea managers, yeah, are told we need to win trophies every season. Like, yes, it'll be nice if you can bring through a few young players. Like Chelsea invest what people don't understand, Chelsea Abramovich has invested a lot into Chelsea's Academy. He wants Chelsea Academies to do well, but there's a contradiction when you're telling a man he needs to be winning silverware every season, but yet he has to bring through 18-year-olds. Man United, Fergie had the time same as Pochettino. Pochettino had the time at Tottenham to bring through Harry Kane, Delhi Ali. Duh, 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 duh. Same with Arsene Wenger. So certain managers that just don't have the time in it. So they go out and splash. I was the culture of the game has changed. N- niggas ain't got no time no more. You have to win something or you're out. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, but then again, Jurgen Klopp, it took him, what, to his third, fourth season to win the Champions League. So he was given time. Okay. But look at Liverpool compared to like the, the other clubs. It's not, it's not, it's not okay, like they're winning stuff on a regular basis anyway. But what I would say... No, what I would say is I feel like as a manager, you have to give confidence to your owner that you can yeah, win trophies. Yeah, of, course. of course. But, yeah, certain people are trigger-friendly and they will get... Abramovich has gone through like 30 managers in the last 10 years, like... Conte won the Premier League in the FA Cup in two seasons and he was gone. That's the cult that's the culture at Chelsea. I think he's trying to change it now because he, he wants something different, but that's that's always been football. Football's been like that. Van Hal won a couple of things at United 
Yeah. Man won the FA Cup the next day they sacked him. They X'd him out, bro. They said, nah, bro, you're out. That's just football, innit? It's just a demand of sport. It's not for the... I was watching a game the other day. I was watching the Chelsea Man City game the other day and I said, I could not be a football manager because I feel like my anxiety levels will be through the roof. And so your job is always on the line. <laughs> my job is always on the line. And because someone can't finish or have a donkey in defence or David Luiz decides he wants to come knee the ball instead of heading it, I should now get sacked. But I'll start, I'll start slapping up plays, you know. I'll start. But uh, that's why I respect Fergie. Fergie's out here kicking boots in Beckham's face and whatnot. I'll start, I'll start telling people they're cunts, you know. No, but what's it called? Fergie didn't care who you were. He was like, if, you, if, if you're moving mad, you ain't playing. Bro, man. Fergie, the thing with Fergie, a lot of people, a lot of his ex players don't like him because Fergie did this thing which was very smart. When senior players, and the star players started to get an ego or started to think they were bigger than the club or anything like that. They were out. Happy to Beckham, happy to Roy Keane. Um, it's happened to a few players over the years. I can't think too tough. I think he would have if he had stayed. He would have got he would have got rid of Rooney. I think Rooney would have left if he had stayed. But certain, I don't. Know, I could not be a football manager because some of the things I was saying would actually be fucked. You see, Rooney, yeah, Rooney is so like undervalued and underrated as an English player. I feel like he's definitely one of the best English players. To touch the ball from his well, I, I think the problem. I feel. I think the problem with Rooney, he was too versatile for his own good. So towards the end of his career, so slapping him anywhere. Yeah. No, sorry. Throughout his old, his entire career, he was always seen as the guy that. To do a job on, on the right in the job, do a job in centre mid or cam, da, da 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 da. But man, still, what people don't understand about Rooney, he's Man United. Man United is the biggest club in the world. He's that all-time goal scorer, and he's England's all-time goal scorer. You don't get enough credit for him. But the, also, oh, he God. started he he started playing football when he was six, first in football when he was sixteen. Like one of my brothers was like, "Oh, Rooney fell off though." But I'm saying, bro, sometimes you need to. You need to contextualize footballers' careers. If man's playing at 16, yeah, first team football for Everton and then Man United, of course, man's going to probably slow down earlier than someone that breaks into the team at 21. You know what I'm trying to say? Deeper, the drive niggas got when, they, when they're breaking the team at, at 21 is different to the, to the drive someone who's got in the team when they drop, you know, when they drop into the team at 16 because man's been playing for a time. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's why he probably slowed down towards the end of his career because he's been playing f- at the highest level for Man United and England for the best part of 15 years, 14 years. So maybe when he hit the age of 30, yeah, he slowed down, but Man was playing, he, he wasn't even fully developed as a man yet. He was still going through the the latter stages of puberty and Man was out here leading the line for Man United. Like, come on, man. I can, I can definitely expect Man like what Rashford, Sancho, and Demandet also probably slow down earlier than yeah, yeah, come, Rashford but... definitely, yeah, yeah, Rashford definitely. Ra- Rashford reminds, yeah, his career reminds me of Rooney's. Very versatile. Broke into the team early. Like I can see Rashford slowing down earlier than most. But he does need to pattern up because his post quarantine performances have been a bit. Mm, yeah, it's been a bit. Like, the game against. Who was it again? 
In Tottenham? No, the one after that. Sheffield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game against Sheffield. He's, he missed two chances, like, basically open goal chances. Yeah, they were Iggy still. One of them was a lovely chip by Pogba. I was thinking, one for this guy. Are you, are you a striker or, like, what's going on? Mm. But on the topic of pressure, let's go on to the pressure we, as black males, place upon ourselves to to do certain things, to be successful in life. To be the best. To be the best. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot, I'll be real. It's a lot, but I feel as though it comes from our household and the culture that our, our parents brought from um, our respective native countries. I feel as though from young, as a black male, you're taught that, okay, every, to be fair, most males are taught it, but black males in particular are taught to uh, be the best in their group, not be too emotional, not show their emotions, all of the above. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, with this emotion thing, I don't think you should expect too much from us because if if man has been told that I should suppress my emotions for the last however many years, and then tomorrow you say, yeah. "Oh yeah, you can open up." I don't even know how to do that, bro. You're telling me to go do that. Don't know how to do it. You don't know how to do it. But and then when we do open up, not even necessarily um, in an affectionate way, but in any way, we're told we have an attitude, or we're told we're bugging out. Do you get what I'm trying to say? There's always that narrative at school, and when we react to certain things in school, like certain injustices or whatnot, it's like, rah, why are you reacting like that? But like in relation to the to the um whole financial like, success sort of pressure that we do place upon ourselves, I was listening to a podcast earlier. One of my brethren's was featured. He featured on a podcast called "Let's Talk French," which is I think about like it's a live podcast, isn't it? But the person who the host is someone who runs tracking it. So I guess it's something. Along those lines, isn't it? But anyways, he was talking about how a lot of us are in a rush to be successful, and we, and we place Definitely. a lot of pressure on ourselves to do to do so. You feel me? Which yeah can lead us to make some silly decisions and whatnot because we're not looking at things objectively. We're not we're not taking a step back and reflecting on our actions. We're not looking yeah, at the whole picture. Me? Um, yeah, me myself, I've even struggled with this with this sort of thing of being in a rush to to go places. To, to have certain things and it's like it it can it can kind of distort your goals because you lose focus and I end up having so many thoughts and so many things I, I want to do or so many things I, I think I need to do in it which will yeah. end up me losing focus on certain things because I think it's better to get things done like one at a time it's better to get things done at one and th- one at a time and at the right yeah. time, which I think is most important. And mm-hmm. I definitely I agree with you in the sense that I could I can even when I talk about what the man want to do after uni or the the just in general, I get the gist that a lot of men are in a rush to to make that meal very quickly, which is not there is nothing wrong with that, but. With everything in life, there's a process. Definitely. 
and you need a plan. Yeah. And for me, going to uni, that's part of the plan. That's why I decided to go uni. Obviously, a lot of men don't go uni and they go straight down their apprenticeship path or um, the nine to five path or whatnot, which is nothing wrong with that. If that suits you, go go for in it. But for me, in terms of where I want to be, I feel as though going to uni was a part of the plan and there really ain't no rush in it like it sounds weird in it but there there ain't no rush i don't feel no for me the rushing thing is definitely something i struggle with even to the point where like i thought i, I can't enjoy my life i need to i need to be hustling 24 7 like uh, that's i feel like that's that's the prop you have to find a fine balance because it sounds very trivial, but we only have one life. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, you do need to enjoy at the same time. I feel like we're young. Life ain't always going to be... We ain't going to have the free time we have now. We ain't going to be able to do some of the things we do now. How many times do we hear um, on a daily basis people say, oh, I wish I was your age or whatnot? No, definitely. Day. Speaking to more people... Like there's certain people who have changed my perspective in it. You know who you are in it. Shout out to you. And like reading certain books. Like I read a book um recently called The Four Hour Workweek, which I really enjoyed because firstly it's a book about entrepreneurship. So it was mainly explaining how you can make the most effective use of your time as an entrepreneur. Like one of the main things was outsourcing. So it's like a thing where, let's say if I value my time at 50 pounds per hour, like, yeah. I could spend two hours of my day replying to emails and writing emails. That would that would make up 100 pounds. Yeah. Instead of me doing that, I could hire a personal assistant, 15 pounds an hour, to go and, what's it called, do that for me. Yeah. So, and I could spend my time doing something else. So, yeah. As a whole, I would have spent seventy pound of my no thirty pound of my time, and in the end, come out with seventy pound rather than me spending hundred pound worth of my time. You feel me? So sometimes it's yeah. best to be effective rather than trying to seem busy. That's I always say. Sometimes smart work is better yeah. than hard work. To seem to seem busy is something that people are really like trying to do. Like people are trying to look busy instead of being effective. everyone's trying to be make everyone's trying to make moves. Duh, 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 but sometimes just cool make a like i said have a plan have a thought out plan i feel as though when you have a thought out plan the chances of your goals and whatnot being distorted or whatnot i feel like it goes away when you have a step-by-step guidance to where you want to get to yeah 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 obviously with life things may not always go to plan so you have to be able to adapt but having a plan in general is a good way to start. You know I mean? Even with like CTB, mm, yeah. CTB means can't take breaks. You should be working your ass off 24-7 because that's that's not smart. I would say yeah. it's more so to do with when it's time to work, when you're in that flow state, when you're when you're being effective, don't stop. Yeah. You feel me? Like imagine yeah. you're in an exam year and all the thoughts are flowing perfectly from your brain to your hand to your pen to the paper yeah like 
yeah. are you going to stop and start looking around the exam or see what people are doing? No, you, you yeah. keep going. You, you yeah. throw your little howevers and therefores, yeah, and you pattern that essay. You feel me? That's how it should yeah. be. When you're in the state but, to be to be doing yeah. what you need to do, you do that and then have your time to rest and whatnot. Yeah, because even like when we're revising for exams or whatnot, sometimes doing the most and whatnot, it, it's not always good. Like, this is from personal experience. I feel as though when I plan for an exam and I have adequate breaks and I have a, a neatly worked out revision timetable, I will do better because there's a process and there's a, a systematic plan. But when I'm just doing the most bare, staying up till three o'clock in the morning, just doing too, like it don't work in it. Yeah. And I feel as though you need to apply that on the scale of life. Yeah, because with planning, obviously, comes execution. So don't be procrastinating with the planning. Don't don't spend your yeah. don't spend four four hours doing a revision di- diagram or a revision what's it called timetable, and then yeah. not actually using it. You feel me? Because I think that was in um, one of the chapters of Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. So as I said, with planning comes execution. So when when you do have a plan, actually follow through with it because you would have wasted your time making a plan. And this. and. And also on the on the topic of the money thing and trying to reach a certain amount by a certain age, you end up going on certain paths and doing certain things which may long term not be as beneficial to you achieving that goal. Definitely. Weigh up your options, yeah. And make sure the opportunity cost of you doing whatever you're doing is worth it. Yeah. Because Essentially, yeah. you doing whatever you're doing now, it could earn you a quick bag. But if you don't do it correctly, if you don't weigh up the risks, the risks, sorry, it could end you in a place where you don't want to be. You feel me? Yeah. But yeah, for for the pressure thing, really, to take a step back, look at your life, and and, and stop looking at other people as well. Stop thinking, oh, because. DB now has done this. I must now rush to do it. Of course, you can look at DB and be like, oh, okay, cool. I feel uh, motivated and now I want to go harder. But don't, but stick to the plan in it. Stick to the process that you've set out for yourself. Don't feel as though because someone in your friendship circle or friendship group has now done this. X, Y, or whatnot, launched their new business, made a meal or whatnot, you must now step out of your your process or your plan and, and to try do and try foresight like just stick to your own lane in it. Do you know what yeah? This is like this is kind of on topic, but slightly off topic from the mail part. Someone sent me something today with it was like a tweet and it was to do it's not, it's not tweet of the week, but I'm gonna explain the tweet. It was like these days girls have more peace than than guys. And did you know what? Yeah, I'll be real. It's kind of true because I do think a lot of males are in bondage with this whole designer lifestyle and showing the world that how they're living. You feel me? Yeah. Whereas, and well, on top of that, a lot of males have um shame when it comes to jobs. Like a lot of men will not. They don't. They don't want to be caught dead doing certain jobs, in it. 
Yeah. When in reality, no one. Is yeah, women. Feed, no one is feeding. Um, women don't feel as obliged to keep up a certain image. You feel me? Whereas men, especially with this whole drip culture, which has been dripped down to us by the US, we feel the need to keep up. I therefore feel like we're coming to an age as well. I feel like I said this to you off um, off the pod. I feel like we're coming to an age where men then also start becoming very competitive um, with each other in terms of money and who's making the most, who's driving the nice, the nicest car and whatnot. It's true. As I was saying, like when it comes to to this um this job thing, I know I know bare girls whose first job was MACD's and they they had no problem with that. They were proud yeah. to go and earn five pounds, six pounds an hour at MACD's. Like no no shame whatsoever. But at sixteen, fifteen, ask a guy, oh, like, have you got a job? Bare man, they, they have had no job and they're not even trying to work in no MACD's, no Primark. They don't give a toss. They they'll rather go chase niggas for squares instead. Yeah, yeah, we we love taking the the shortcut, the short route. Unfortunately, and even okay, it is a short route to an extent, but it's also a thing where they they place being a fraudster on a higher pedestal than obviously being a MacD's worker or whatever. Yeah, but that's I feel like that's the TL culture though. Unfortunately. Do you think because at every like I say I would say every two weeks, <laughs> so someone would say food is not great. No, you see, <laughs> I don't know. I don't like. I don't want to co-sign it all. <laughs> I don't want to see like I'm co-signing it or whatnot. But honestly, I've seen man stressing when it comes to this F thing. Bro, I've seen it with my own two eyes, bro. I see man stressing, their phone's just their phone's just buzzing all day. These men are going they're black but they're going red because the stress is just immense, man. Bro telling the holder this stand the other. I'm not even gonna go into it too, I'm not even gonna go into the technicalities of it too tough, innit? But I don't know, innit? That's them innit. But from when when Unks fires five bags into the account, you better take it out quickly. <laughs> 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 this thing like it's, bro, that, it's... that five bags on your head bro if you don't if you don't take that five bag that quickly they'll say that hey bro you lost that money from your store that's, you better bring that back for me so the stress is immense it's, it's high pressure obviously it's high reward but it's high pressure still so like it is something which niggas are putting a lot of effort into yeah but on the other hand people will look at it as a common, a common thief as well so yeah, obviously he's against the law, so we don't, we don't condone no illegal activities over here. The CTB podcast, you know. Yeah. But yeah, the main overview of this conversation is that you should definitely take your time. Don't feel as though you have to rush your goals. Take a look. Take a step back. Look at your life. Reflect on your actions. And try to plan effectively. You feel me? Oh, when yeah. you do plan, 
execute the plan. You feel me? Don't don't just plan for the sake of planning. Don't don't yeah. just plan so you look busy. You feel me? Plan with the intention of executing that plan. Yeah. And when nice. when things don't go right, look at what happened, reflect, and go again. You feel me? Yeah. No problem. Failure is something it's part of the process. Failure is part of success. If if you if you never yeah. fail, how are you supposed to know how, how to improve? I've never heard of someone being successful without failing. It don't make sense. Like, big man thing, you should not be scared of failure. Yeah. Take risks and prosper. Mm-hmm. Need to be for life. Yeah. But yeah, let's go on to, what is it, two of the week time now? Yeah, let's go on to two of the week. Well, it's like my wrist is in pain. I'm done. Let me, let me... You gonna go first? No, nah, I'm gonna let you go first today, bro. Um, cool. The tweet I could have put, I could have picked bad tweets in it. Actually, can I pick two? Go on, then. So cool. Let me start with this one. Girls stop glamorizing wanting a nigga from the hood or a thug or whatever. It's toxic and weird. I, f- I feel as though we need to bait with this whole um forced. Oh, what would you rather forced or? Or a trap star, a trapper. <laughs> um, that uh, conversation want, is worse. Like, I want a guy from a hood. I want to ba- like allow it, man. Allow it because you want a guy from a hood. But when he's saying, "Yeah, hide the wrap underneath your bed," and armed police now rush into your house saying, "Armed police, nobody move." It's tight. Hey, yo, but that's that um narrative is making it seem like every every nigga from the hood is a criminal. Most niggas from the hood are not criminals. Okay, okay. Take away the hood part. A th- but it also said in the tweet, a thug. Oh, I don't know why you got why, why people are gam- glamorizing thugs. That's just childish. That is, that's childish, isn't it? Cool. If you want, if you want a guy from the hood, cool. You want a guy from the hood, but you need to really ask yourself why. If it's a thing of protection, then go we'll get a gym nigga. Innit? What you need to understand. Every man bleeds, innit? Like, yep. Cool. My, my man might be the top boy in the block, but he can still get shot anyway. He can still get stabbed. Like, he's, he's not Thanos. Even Thanos died. Now, now when your boyfriend dies... It's tight. <laughs> it's tight. You know what I'm trying to say? Be telling, it's be tight. telling his boys, why are you riding for... <laughs> <laughs> it's tight. You could have got yourself a nice lawyer... A nice, not even. They don't even have to be necessarily a, a nice boy or Prince Charming or whatnot. They can still be that kind of guy. They can still have that um, kind of vibe, but they're just not a fuck. Nah, my girl could never, bro. I'll be real, like, <laughs> why are you glamorizing niggas, dogs? Like, it's it's childish, man. It's childish. Like, grow up, it's childish. And okay, the other one. Oh, no, nah, cool. The other one, I was going to say, um, I haven't even, there's no, it's a tweet in it, but it's one of them ones with a video, but basically, it's about the whole ZZ Mills and Gliz um, interview and whatnot. But um, what I took away from the interview, not, not forgetting the whole what he did and whatnot, I don't even want to go into that too tough, but what I gathered from reading the comments or whatnot, I feel as though as black people, we do this thing, yeah, when white people come into black spaces and whatnot, 
and within and coming to our culture, we do this thing where we create a narrative for them that they're helpless and that oh like why are you getting on to them like oh like l- allow them like it's not like deep like let them do what they want and it's just jarring it's 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 just it's it's annoying man seen it bare times in regards to that interview Zizi was definitely it's tight with Zizi in it because it's when she's tough on someone they'll say why are you why are you moving mad and then when she's like relaxed like with Pastor Toby's like why why wouldn't you be mad enough in it? Yeah. So she was technically not technically, she was actually hard on him compared to other yeah. other people, innit? Yeah. With him, I would say his actions were definitely wrong. Yeah. But if we look at it, why was why was he acting in that way? He felt comfortable enough to say those things because his his friends around him were saying such things in it. And as he stated he he was friends with black people. Yeah, he's surrounded by by black brothers all the time. So yeah, for his 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 brothers to be saying such things and allowing him to be able to say such things, that's a problem within our community, which has allowed him to to do that that thing. You feel me? But and then, but you know what my problem is now? What? Like I said, looking at the comments, people were like, "Oh, why you get like, oh, allow him? Like, why are you being so hard on him? Cool, you can have a go at." If you want to have a go at ZZ's interviewing techniques as a whole, that's calm. But we need to stop with this. Because they, people did it with the um, Amelia Chicken Shop Girls World. Like, oh, allow her. Like, leave her. People doing it with Talisa. Talisa, sorry. And um, this whole Misha B thing being like, oh, like, allow her. Like, she does so much for the cult. Like, no. We need to stop making out that these white people that are coming into black spaces and black culture are helpless and it's a it's a thing where what where what's it called we're witch hunting them no, they they're definitely not helpless i'm just saying in, in his in his situation the reason for him acting in that way at that time was because his, yeah. his brethren allowed him to say those things yeah yeah definitely they made them like you said they made him feel comfortable enough to say that you feel me so his actions like let's 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 um, look at that time period Colorism was right. It's still right now in it, but it was a thing where overt colorism upon the internet was the trend. Yeah, and that doesn't excuse the actions. But but some... people just become immersed in the culture yeah. and jump on the bandwagon. So I would I would say I would be more annoyed with a black brother being colorist at that time than a white brother being colorist at that time because. The only reason he was colorist is because his brothers are being colorist. The reasons why black brothers are being colorist is because they are literally self hate. Self hate. You feel me? Yeah. They should know better. Yeah. No. No. I hear that. I hear that. But you know, I I get what you're saying, but I just don't know. I feel like I've seen it a couple of times. Not not just talking about this. I just feel like this was an, another example. But I just feel like it's always the the, the story like always flips. Um, on its head and it's like we're being we're being aggressive towards white people within black spaces and black culture but it's not no there's bare, there's bare black brothers black people out here who are worshipping white people in it so when they see them being prejudiced I feel like the white saviour complex is very apparent within some people in it that's what I would say definitely that's what I would say but um, um, yeah what's your tweet then
I'm, I'm out here trying to find it small, small. I'll be real. <laughs> I didn't compare with the tweet. I think it's because when I use my my phone, the one that I'm recording with, to to what's it called to find tweets, it cuts out. So I just slap on my other phone so I can find a tweet. A cinema. Ah, uh, this is from you. Actually, you you sent me this. Oh, did I? I think I know what it is, but I can't. <laughs> Are you sure? I feel like I might know what it is. All right, so this tweet says, I think we should all start understanding from now that cancel culture, cancel culture is personal. If you want to run, if you want to cancel culture, oh, please run it. But please don't... Oh, I'm expect, so happy you used this one. Please don't expect everybody else to follow suit because that would mean expecting everybody else to have the same conscience as you. So... This tweet is talking about the cancel culture. Cancel. I'm even struggling right today. Cancel culture, which is going on as of recently, like the last like two, three years, cancel culture has been rife. Like we're on social media every time someone does something or has done something in the past, and it comes to like the immediate um, response is to is to cancel them. They cancel. They cancel. They cancel. They cancel. Blah 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 blah. But I do think Twitter right now. Oh, it probably has been for forever really it's just a farm full of sheep it is um and the thing with the council culture i feel like the thing with twitter there's a lot of ing- uh, vigilantes on there right now yeah not just right now in general and there's a lot of people that are trying to be judge jury and executioner yeah i feel like as human beings sometimes we need to self-reflect and be like cool i'm saying db's done something now allegedly and i'm saying we should cancel him. Da, 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 da. I'm on the TL saying we should cancel him. No one. Da, 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 da. Sometimes you need to look at the mirror and say, am I a good person myself? Because I feel like there's a lot of self-righteousness going on on the TL. And with the whole cancel thing, I feel like it's all subjective. I feel like we need individualism as black people within the black culture and black Twitter and whatnot. We, just because someone says something or we should cancel someone. Don't just follow like a like a blind sheep. Actually do your research, find out what they've actually done, and then you can, can you can form your own conclusion and whatnot and go from there. No one is forming their own conclusion these days. Like what's going on is literally something will be said, people will take it as face value as the truth, and then they will be like I'm cancelling them. Like, let, let's say um, someone, someone's talking dirt on my name. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the first reaction of these Twitter people would be like, um, what's it called? First, we'd be like, oh, DB did this. We should cancel him. And then next one would be like, what, have you have you heard about DB, what he did? He's cancelled. I'm like, and they'll be like, oh, right, he's cancelled. Oh, you get what I'm trying to I'm say. No more. Without even but, going into, without even finding their own truth, without even asking me if I'm saying this is why. that. They're literally cancelling me on a straight. This is why there's a whole judicial system. Because things go through, just in life in general, things go through court for a reason because there has to be evidence. You have to hear testimonies from both sides. Then the jury, after they're presented with all the, um, all the necessary information, they formulate their own verdicts. 
if you start becoming judge, jury, and execution, execution on the TL is very dangerous. I feel like with the sexual assault thing, because of the nature of it, I feel like it was slightly different. So I can see why people might disagree with it from that sense. But in the general um, consensus, I just think it's wrong. And the thing is, yeah, when we say we're cancelling people, it's more time it don't go through. People try to cancel Nella Rose. She's been good since the whole um, colorism thing in terms of um, uh, her views and uh, the interactions on her channel. Every week, this lippy guy is cancelled. Every week, I'm seeing lippy lip shot is cancelled. He's a colorist. He's a this. He's a that. Then he tweets something, and we all start laughing again. That there's no continuity. There's, again, there's no plan. There's no. It's just oh, we should cancel them. We should cancel. Duh, 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 duh. Look at this six nine guy. Everyone supposedly cancelled him. He's good, bro. Even with this cancelling thing, yeah, it's it's a really a pick and choose thing, isn't it? Like, <laughs> and people, no. yeah, people are too select, and people are too selective on what's, um, what's um, what they should be. People are too selective on um, what people should be cancelled for, basically. No, nah, deeper. Heady one and RV both got drawn out for for this colorism thing, like yeah. what, what two months ago. Yeah. First, I think Hedy just posted a no. Hedy, what Hedy did was, <laughs> I said, I should have give my shouldn't have give my phone to Uncle them times there. Man, just man made a joke and kept it moving. Arvi kept it moving. Arvi posted a figure fifty cents sleeping and kept it moving. Kept it, what they and then what if Hedy now drops a song? Are we now not going to listen to it if it's a banger? No, we're going to listen to it. Even so like just need even to... D Block, people are going to say that what Young I did last week. Was no, but you know, he what he did was, was disgraceful. However, what he did was nonsense, however. But let's be when D Block drops a song, they're gonna listen, they're gonna open it. But bro, not even that. Let's not act like his lyrics haven't insinuated that he's that kind of person, though. Like, let's not act stu- like sometimes we, we, we act stupid. Like, we're saying, Oh, Heady One and 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 RV are colorists. Oh my god, the same niggas that are rapping about shootings and stabbings, they're colorists. Oh my god, who would have thought that? Like, come on, let's stop acting like we need to stop putting rappers and celebrities on and influencers on this moral pedestal. They never put unless they put themselves on a moral pedestal, we need to stop putting them on there. Because what I don't expect anything of Head I don't expect anything less of Heady One. He's from the roads. Like these men are from the roads. And then when it comes out the colourist, you're surprised. Like why are you trying to say road colorist? What did he say? Are you trying to say road men are colorist? No, but I'm saying like their moral compass is could seemingly be seen as obscured. Obviously, we got we got my man Mizo Mac, who's been champion of chocolate darlings. Yeah, he's been yeah he from time he made it a whole fashion and whatnot. Like everyone started loving chocolate darlings after Harlan. Um, what's it called? Harlan used to reference it a lot. But like I just feel like this what we cancel people on, it's just it's just funny. Like these same rappers are sending little kids to conch, but and they're rapping about it, and that's calm, isn't it? But then you want to cancel other people over allegations. I'm not even talking about the sexual thing, just in general, innit? Like come like just come on, people just need to be realistic. It's true, it's true. We like we like to pick and choose when we choose to be 
uh, moral beings and have a moral compass and say, oh my God, how can he say that? Come on, like, Young Ags has been saying madnesses. Let's not, let's not lie. But, but most of the madnesses are talking about eating pussy, bro. They're not, they're not ready to do it. No, but he's always, he's always, um, his music has always referenced his seemingly entitled nature towards women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that people need to, from his side, yeah, celebrities need to understand that they're people too and bullets don't discriminate. Yeah. You can go and say about this on Twitter now, I think because you're in your ivory tower that you, they are, you've got peas in it that no one can kill you. You think Pop Smoke didn't think no one could kill him? Yeah. I'd be Pop, man. I'd be Popper, bro. People... People understand that Pop Smoke he was a dual rapper. He was he wasn't rapping about about fairies and and <laughs> and them things there. He was rapping about ops. You're rapping about rapping all these that I feel like people just this is why when everyone was getting onto six nine and whatnot for being a snitch, I'm like, cool. Whether I can do snitching or not is irrelevant. There are rappers that have killed man. That have that have killed man, but yet you man are getting irate over snitching. What's it's wrong because, with you? It's because like the whole like hood mentality is indoctrinated by bare people, so they they hold killings not not that deep. They even they glorify killings, isn't it? Yeah. But snitch, snitching is a big no no. Like, like, come on, deep it. Whether you can do snitching or not, I don't think it's relevant. But just the whole moral high ground thing and what you choose to what's it called ride out for or not ride out for it's just I feel like it tells a lot of a person it, it tells a lot it tells a lot of their personality and what and how they are but as I said before yeah once people begin to realise that life revolves around self-interest and self-preservation they will they will live a more peaceful life yeah when you understand people are going to do things for themselves to protect themselves yeah, you, you will stress less. You will live, and up. you end up not getting dis- disappointed. Yes, you feel me. Like, stop expecting people to do things f- that are not going to benefit them. Because even this black, when this Black Lives Matter thing was happening, and Bearman were like, "Oh, why hasn't this rapper, why hasn't this influencer said anything? And why is like, why should X rapper have to come out to reassure you?" On the of the BLM movement, why like why can't you educate yourself? Like why do they need to come out and say something? Whether they come, if your NBA young boy, little baby Gunner, Heady, all these rappers, if they don't come out, like that don't make no difference to man. You know what I'm saying? Even even like uh, when people are talking about or why why people quiet? Why are why is this person not speaking up? Yeah, ask yourself. Is it in their so is it in their best interest for them to speak up? Yeah. Do they actually yeah, even like when you when you ask them to speak up here, yeah, will it be in their best interest to speak up? If they now speak up, I, I feel are, they was, do, are they doing it because they actually care or is it because you've demanded it? Because they can feel the, they can feel the the demand with, with whatever speech they need to they need to make you feel me. I feel like speaking up doesn't always have to be posting. I feel like this is how people should take speaking up doesn't always have to be um posting and this and that. Sometimes it we it can be talking to your family members, signing petitions, 
doing things behind the scenes. It doesn't always have to be putting something on your Snapchat story. Because the problem is, when people do speak up, we don't like... We get onto them anyway. We say it's not good Definitely. enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. So why did you... I mean, I remember they asked... Um, they got into Jack Fowler for not speaking up. He put something out. Then he held smoke on the comments. I said, what's, what's wrong with you people? Bro, I can never understand. And people also need to understand another thing. There is life outside of social media, you know. People are doing things that they're not posting. Yeah. Because no one's posted anything about Black Lives Matter, it doesn't mean they're not doing anything to, to support the movement. I, I mean, the only thing I would say, if they didn't post anything about Black Lives Matter, but these times, like, towards white people in particular, but these times when these statues and da-da-da-da-da were being vandalised, then they start to vocalise how that was a travesty and it was a disgrace. Then I have a problem. Because mm. I think that says a lot as, that says a lot about you as a person. Mm. I... But yeah, life exists outside of social media. Because you don't see them posting something doesn't mean they're not doing anything. Yeah. And just in general with social media, like, don't act in a certain way on social media that doesn't correlate to the way you are outside it because it's going to get you in trouble because if you're doing that Twitter fingers all the time to certain people certain man will buck you up in real life you know <laughs> certain man will cut your head when they find you so don't don't get brave on Twitter nah you're correct there on the flip side when it comes to like let's say you're acting yeah how we would um Called oh high and mighty yeah. If your your goal is to be that person which you're acting as, obviously you can fake it till you make it. For me, you can act uh, that certain way until you become that person. But if you're doing this oh high and mighty act, but off of social media you're actually bullying, you're actually bullying people. You're a colorist. You're you're a racist. Like, yeah, but beg you keep your mouth quiet. This is what I'm saying, like. Don't do the self-righteous thing, car. I'm seeing like, I know what you're what what you're at what you're like, sorry. Can't use me English myself today. I know what you're like outside social media, so like bake man, like just, no, I'm saying just, if, if you're trying to change and yeah, your your first step of trying to change is speaking more positively and speaking speaking up about certain issues. That's yeah. cool. But please let that that change happened in all aspects of your life, not just on social media. Just be a... This is what I said to you. I think I said this to you yesterday. I feel like when it comes to the social justice thing, I feel like black males in particular were very selective with the fights we want to um, participate in. And I feel like this is why we had a lot of backlash from black women in terms of people saying oh, like, you're down for racism, but you neglect the struggles that black women go through. Because it's it's true. When it comes to the whole racist thing and defeating the white man, everyone beats their chest, duh, 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 duh. But these times, certain men are colorist. Definitely. Certain men are sexist. So it's like, what, or homophobic. So it's like, you're either for all social fights and social crusades, or you're for none. You can't pick and choose when to I put guess, the jersey on. I guess uh, man only got energy for certain fights. 
that's good. That's that's them. Sorry, man, I said that's good. Yeah, that's them. But I feel like they just need to look themselves in the mirror. Mm, 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 mm. Because they're not fighting against oppression, then they're fighting against one particular um, type of oppression. They're not. They're not fighting oppression in general. But again, it goes back to your point of self-interest. Everyone does think based on self-interest, so it is what it is, I suppose, isn't it? You should have owned it. Say la vie, Tim, bro. Say la vie. Well, we, we do want to introduce a new segment of the podcast, which is called Song of the Week. Have mm-hmm. you um, chosen a song? Um, yeah, I've got a song in mind, innit? But it came... It came out last Friday. It's not, it's not, it's not to do after with we actually like when it comes out. It's just to do which song you feel you like. You, oh, okay. You've, cool. you've yeah, enjoyed yeah, this. Calm. You've enjoyed this week. Okay, that's coming. You go first, innit? All right. I'm gonna. Pl- I think you can only play like 30, 30, 40 seconds of a song. So let me go find it real quick. Are we out here playing it? I'm gonna play it, bro. Say no more. But I'm quite sure you can only play like 30, 40 seconds of a song before you get copyrighted, innit? <clears throat> now shout out to my my one of my goats right now. Yeah, might do the YouTube ad thing. He's my better person. <laughs> I think it was that. My goat, little baby. It's free of the goat by little baby. Um, little Dirk, of course. And Polo G. There we go, that's a cheeky 40 seconds of the song, but that song I've been running through all day, bro, because... Nah, I've been, I've read that song from... Time. No, it's the thing where I took in just cause you just call you just cause you're waiting. Yeah, I took it in when it first came out. However, I got stuck on what song was it? Two four eight. Just banging yeah. that song out, bro. So the thing when I got to that song, when you when you take in an album or a mixtape, usually like take it in like two times just taking the songs properly in it. But yeah. when I took it in the first time, I got stuck on that song. I was just, and I was just listening to that song like religiously in it. So yeah. when just cause. Y'all waited um to Deluxe came out. I've gone through the songs again. Yeah, that this one just this one just sort of standing out and Street Affection too was standing out to me. Street Affection. Yeah, that's hard. I, I think different meaning. I think different meaning and um let me go on to the tink real, real quick. No, now, I think the whole tape was very very good my favorites yeah different meaning yeah street affection brother street affection yeah internet sensation yes no i can't lie the whole the whole thing was was very good even gucci 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 featuring gunner bro i haven't um, taken in deluxe I've, I've listened to denied in the uk i like that song that's funny but um i need to take it in i took it in yesterday when i came yesterday 
Oh, there was no shower, so let me listen to it real quick. Street Prayer, I like that. Doing Too Much, I like that. Yeah, too Street much. Prayer was good. Um, Tear Myself In was obviously a song which came out a while ago, but... Yeah, it came out it was a while ago, I was surprised. Yeah. Um, I don't even have... I don't even have another device at hand to even play my song of the week, but um, people could go listen to it if they want to. But I don't know if you listen to A Boogie's um, Deluxe yet. Uh, I have listened to a few songs, yeah. I think Bleed is a tune still. I wasn't... That wasn't something that stood out to me, to be honest. What song um, stood out to you? Let me go look at it real quick. Because I was, I so, I was so angry the Michael Jackson sample this time wasn't cleared. <clears throat> How can a man say, oh, this is not the appropriate... We didn't feel it was the appropriate time to allow the song to be released. But it's, this is the best... This is the best time for the sample of... Um, they don't really care about us to come out. Like, I just really feel like they're just being hella. I think it was hard. Secrets for me, which um stood out for me. Yeah, Secrets was hard, but I feel like it was a bit short. That's the only yeah, thing I could yeah, say. Yeah. It was definitely a bit short. It was, it was, it was like a, it was like a tease. No, Secrets was good, but, but still. Now, Bleed, now, Bleed, I thought that was very hard. When he's like, um, they said I'm a SoundCloud boy. They're stealing my sound now, boy. I was like, yeah. So what, you yeah. and you? You going to studio? You want to go studio? Brother, bro? man's got... Man's fan. They don't know about I'm me. I'm got vocals, bro. Man, man's got tune. Man's even got tune bacon on the little WhatsApp thing, innit? Just there, man. Man's hit the studio the man them a few times. But you got to pay to listen to them once. Ah, uh, bro. No, what? No. No little exclusive for, for your boy. Aye. Maybe, 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 maybe. Damn. Um, maybe you could put it as intro for the next for the next episode. <laughs> but they gotta pay for that one. Ninety nine p for the episode. Then uh, <laughs> I don't rap for free, man. Trying to make two hundred on each occasion, man. I on slap, bro. On slap, nothing less. But yeah, guys, I'm gonna end the podcast there. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Stay blessed. And, yeah, run up all the other episodes if you ain't listened to them before. Yeah. And um yeah, I've been your host, DB. I've been your host, Ewan. And remember, Twitter is not real life. Twitter's not real life. And focus on yourself. And fuck Liverpool. I second that. In a bit. In a bit. <laughs>